Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. And there are so many reasons why we don't feed kibble. And one is cancer. Have you listened to the cancer webinar? We've got part one, two, and three ready for purchase and download right in the supplement section. Uh, This is with Dr. Judy Jasek. Great, great webinar on mindset, uh, eliminating toxins. What are toxins? What's uh, the worst food, the best food? And then what are alternative treatments? So we've got that right there in the supplement section where it is ready for download right now. Okay, so get over there and get you the cancer webinar. Remember guys, every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to midnight right here at uh, in Colorado or on Mountain Time, we're going to have our Yappy Hour sale. Yappy Hour, you want to go in there. We have food, bones, treats, and supplements. All right, and if you purchase $100, actually just $99, that's a lot less. $99 of treats and supplements combined, you can get free shipping. Don't confuse that with free shipping on the raw food. Uh, unfortunately, our pricing structure does not allow us to do free shipping. If we had $10 a pound or $9 a pound, we might be able to give you free shipping because that's how they pat it, but we don't. Ours is more around five fifty dollars a pound or so, you know, depending on the protein. All right, so it's Tuesday. Tuesday, we're back with one of Brian's beefs, and this is a great one. This is a great one tonight, Uh, so I'm excited to share this from Brian. And if you haven't seen Brian, he does a lot of our videos on, uh, you know, bones and supplements and food. Uh, You can get over to Facebook, although we're probably going to need to start moving everything over to Rumble because I'm hearing rumblings that, uh, you know, they're shutting people down and and stopping people from talking that are talking about real food, that are talking about real health and real solutions to staying healthy, whether you're a human or a pet. So we may be needing to move that. But for now, uh, it's there on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we'll be getting him up on our site on all of our products as well soon. But Brian says... Um, Tonight's episode is an unpopular thought. Okay, it's very, it's pretty unpopular, but he says, hear me out. Okay, dogs are carnivores. Yeah, it doesn't sound controversial to me, Brian, but some people do want to belabor that point and say that's not true. But he says, we can argue about evolution and domestication but they, our dogs, were designed to eat meat, bones, organs, and fat. Yes, they did evolve to produce amylase in their pancreas to consume the starches that humans began to eat due to the rise of agriculture, but their mouths and and their digestive design have not changed. 
their teeth are designed to rip, tear, and shred meat, not chew cereal, or as I like to call it, Captain Crunch and Cheerios, you know, donuts, things like that. Brian goes on to say, those who would argue that a dog is an omnivore are trying to sell you something, period, period. He says, period, dot. <laughs> he said, but, you know, if, 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 if they're arguing that a dog is an omnivore, not a carnivore, then they're trying to sell you something. And he said, think about it. The only way to convince someone to feed a carnivore, that's a meat eater, something other than meat, bones, organs, and fat is to tell them that they're anything but a carnivore. And yet, pet parents accept this form, veterinarians and pet food manufacturers, oh, from, yet pet parents accept this from veterinarians and pet food manufacturers without blinking an eye. Oh, don't I know it. Don't I know it. With all the pet parents I talk to, yes, Yes, indeedy. <laughs> yes, and Brian, that is uh, that is such a fact. He goes on to say, of course, someone will believe their dog bucks all the conventional wisdom, that their dog has a rare condition that the vet says results in only the ability to eat this particular prescription food. Oh, how convenient. And the uncomfortable truth is that most of the things that we believe about what our dogs need to eat result from not feeding them correctly in the first place. That's so true because he says protein does not wreck the kidneys. It doesn't. Protein doesn't wreck the kidneys. But traditional nutrition advice says to cut protein from the diet when there are kidney issues. Cancers, diseases, and all the illness is a result of what? Inflammation. Cancer, diseases, and all illness is a result, is the result of inflammation. A processed diet that the body turns into sugar causes and feeds what? It feeds inflammation. Yet, Conventional medical advice is that a raw species appropriate diet as nature intended. Oh my goodness, that is just bad for your dog. And your dog, listen now, they have evolved to eat these processed carbohydrate rich diets. That is nothing but sugar to your dog's bodies. That, that seems a little nonsensical, but you know, the world is going that way. I kind of like the nonsensical stuff, Brian. So I don't know if you're making too much sense, you know, people are going to think you're crazy. When you make a whole lot of sense, people just say, that boy is crazy. What has he been eating? Brian goes on to say, eating appropriate bones <laughs> does not cause dogs to lose all their teeth, but a, the conventional advice says eating bones is terrible for dogs. We are using the damage caused by an improper diet to justify feeding that diet. 
Does any of that make sense? Well, it doesn't to me, Brian. Doesn't to me, I mean, at all. That we are, listen to it again, we are using the damage caused by an improper diet to justify feeding that diet. Now, you wouldn't think that that people would think that way, but trust me, they do. Real food does not cause illness, but it can help cure it. And this is what, you guys, we are not getting through um, our heads. Real food with real vitamins and minerals, not synthetics, not added in, but real food does not cause illness. It helps cure it. Whether you're a human or a animal, it's called real food, okay? Brian says an illness can temporarily temporarily change what you like to eat or even what you have to eat. But the key word is temporary. I mean, we've all been sick before. Perhaps the only thing that tasted good was some chicken broth. And, and that doesn't mean that this is all we eat from that moment on. No, we heal and then we return to eating our regular diet. So if something is not allowing your dog to eat, the diet he was designed to eat, there is a problem you need to find and fix. Then your dog can get back to eating as nature intended. Don't throw your hands up and accept that you have that one in a million dog that quote unquote has to eat cereal prescription diets or that dog who can't eat raw. Your dog is probably not a one in a million dog. You just accepted the word can't too quickly. Woohoo! Right on the money. Right on the money, Brian. I would say, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. You just accepted the word can't too quickly. Mm, 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 mm. All right. He says, you can also think about it this way. A bicycle tire tube is designed to hold air, okay? And if yours has a hole in it, it will not hold air. Now, that does not mean you have some rare and unique tube that can't hold air and should be filled with something else. No, it means you need to fix the hole, and then your tube will do what it was designed to do, hold air. I like that analogy. I think I think you're on to something there, Brian. I mean, that is a great analogy. You don't have a one in a million dog that can't eat raw. What the heck is going on? Have you just accepted somebody's, you know, nonsensical prescription, sugary, high-carb, inflammation-causing diet? Mm, that ain't good. Brian goes on to say, I know the idea of preference will come up and someone will say their dog prefers, you know, X, Y, Z. But preferences do not change design or original intent. Humans have legs, but most prefer a faster and more convenient way to move, you know, like a car. 
<laughs> that doesn't change anything about our legs or their original intent. Also, do we know what our dog prefers? I mean, did they tell us or are we just assuming? The truth is that our dog's preferences are really just their human's preferences. Oh, yes. She said that a lot. I mean, dogs are not people, Brian says. They do not see things like we do. You cannot look at things like a human and expect that your dog sees them the same way, especially with what they eat. And he said, we talk a lot about the mindset of pet parents. And this subject is another example. We must stop thinking the way that someone who wants to sell us something needs us to think. And lastly, he says, pet parents would do much better if they thought like a dog, especially con concerning things involving their dog. I like it. And then at the end here, he says, no disease or illness changes what a dog was designed to eat. That is so true. You know, we were talking about this in the cancer webinar. What, what illness... What illness or problem would a dog have that would um, not allow them to eat the raw diet, right? Or that the raw diet would be bad for them? And the answer is none. Because real food cures. And I just saw another guy, I wish I could remember his name. He's got a podcast and he talks about this all the time. He said, you know what? We got to start taking better care of ourselves and eat better. And that goes for our dogs. You, you cannot, as Dr. Jasek would say, and we say all the time, poison your dogs, put toxins in them, give them crappy food, and then, you know, expect them to be well. If you're having to go get on Cytopoint or Apoquil, and you've taken all these tests that says, my dogs can't eat any of this animal protein. That is incorrect. The thinking is incorrect. And the um, correlation and causation is incorrect. How can an animal not eat what they are born and designed to eat? Are, are we saying, um, most of the time, I do think that what, some people want to say is, I need my dog to eat things they weren't designed to eat because it's more convenient for me. It's cheaper for me. And that may be true, but make no mistake. It is not good for the health of your dog. It is not good for the health of your cat. We were talking about the cats that have gone blind because they've been on a vegan diet. And just because we want to be vegans, or some of us, I don't, but some people want to be vegans, it, it we don't, dogs and cats aren't vegans, guys. They are carnivores. Now, if they were an omnivore or a herbivore, they probably would have some flat molar somewhere. But I've looked in my dog's mouth and the cat's mouth. I don't see anything flat in there. It's all pretty sharp, rip, shred, tear, right? 
And don't even get me started on this complete and balanced thing. People rip my head off all the time because I say, they say, are are your foods complete and balanced? Well, according to the wolves and the wild animals out there, they are. Now, according to some veterinarians in the AAFCO peeps, no, because they would need to have a lot of synthetic vitamins and minerals put in there. And uh, somebody got really mad today and said, well, you just lost a customer because you should have said that your foods were designed by a vet. And I'm like, a vet that, 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 that prescribes high inflammatory, sugary, carved food? Well, that's insanity. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they tell people that your dog's going to die. He's going to get diseased. He's going to get septic. It's going to get salmonella from eating the things that he was created to eat. And as Brian said, you just accepted it. Because I guarantee you that I've asked and I've asked and I've asked, and most people just won't answer me anymore. When I said, well, would you mind going to your vet and getting me that study, getting me, you know, all that information that, that they are saying that they know for fact happened by eating a raw diet. Was it a meat, bone, organ, and fat diet? Um, Was it just the normal level of salmonella? Was the dog really uh, highly uh, toxic? And that was what was really the problem. But we don't want to look at that because we can't stop selling that stuff because that's a real moneymaker. Can't do that. We got to look, hey, look over here. Look over here. Here's the problem. It is the food that they were created and designed to eat that's killing them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the problem is, is that we have, we have fallen for that sphincter news, hook, line, and sphincter. Hook, line, and what is is the real hook, line, and sinker? There it is. (laughs) Hook, line, and sphincter. That's right. We must stop thinking the way that someone who wants to sell us something needs us to think. And you may say, well, you're trying to sell me raw dog food. I, I'm just here give, doing a podcast. You're right. I distribute raw dog food. I darn sure do. Um, But I will tell you that I have seen darn near miracles. And dogs that get off the toxins and get off the processed food and actually eat what they were designed to eat, right? Now, it'd be great if we could just send our dogs out, send our cats out, go get, go get, get, get to hunting. You go get your rabbit, get your squirrel, right? You go get something you want to eat, you go hunt. Well, we just don't do that. Heck, the neighbors are going to scream if your dog's off a leash for five minutes. Okay, so we got to do. You know, somebody's got to make it and great for you DIYers. And we've got some stuff for you too. We've got single, you know, organs, we've got bones, we've got hearts, but I will tell you that in about six months, you'll be like, my life is making dog food and maybe you love it, uh, but you got big dogs. Woo. You gonna spend a lot of time making dog food and sourcing it. So we do it for you. We're just asking you to, you know, Think about it. Look in your dog's mouth. If any of you find a flat molar in there, go ahead and send me a picture. Send me a picture. Right? Um, But 
you guys, it is a billions and billion billions of dollar industry and selling uh pet food and and just the stuff that i read they don't give a rat's katusi what's in it half the time they don't care they don't care if they cared they'd be doing the real test and you wouldn't see the pharmaceutical industries and the big pet food industries paying all the money to the veterinary clinics and you got to wonder how in the world how in the world do our medical professionals um help our pets if they don't even acknowledge they won't even acknowledge that they're carnivores because if they acknowledged that they were carnivores then they wouldn't be able to sell that sphincter crap they sell so we can't acknowledge what they really are. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. They don't even call them carnivores. They can't acknowledge that. Because then all this other inflammatory, cancer-causing, um, <laughs> arthritic-causing uh, food um, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be sold especially not from a health professional that's supposed to be helping your dog. Does that make any sense? We got to wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. All right? Wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. If you guys need some help, we have great professionals. Um, We've got Neely Piazza. You've got Dr. Judy Jasek. And um, we can even set you up with Brian. You want to work with Brian? We'll set you up, Brian. Did you know that, Brian? We're going to set you up to work with people. He's like, what? We listen to this podcast. And he's like, I didn't sign on for that. But he, no, he's great. And he loves it. You want you want to get Brian all excited in the day? You just start, start talking dog stuff. Because he got it. He knows it. And he tested out. He's good. Thank you, Brian, for making those videos for us and for sending us uh, these great perspectives like this. I think this is really helpful to our pet parents. And hopefully, um, eventually this will make sense. I think you have to say it in times. You have to say it different ways and hear from different people until it finally clicks. And you're like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Captain Crunch every day for a carnivore? Hmm. Could be causing some problems down the road. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. If you're overwhelmed, go to the contact page. Hit that I'm overwhelmed button and we will get back to you. Go into our chat. We will get back to you. That chat is not man 24 seven guys. Somebody's got to sleep at some point. Okay. So I'm just saying, uh, we will get back to you. Don't panic. Do not panic. We always get back to our customers. Thank you guys so much for listening. Invite all your friends to listen to the raw dog food truth where your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Just snap.